Uh, good morning. My name is Terry Rapley. Everyone that comes up here has this great title, so I decided to give myself a title today. Terry Rapley, fellow church member and humble follower of Jesus Christ our Savior. Yeah, I'm good with that one. I like it, and I feel really good about that. I, I love church. I absolutely do love church. I feel like it's that one time a week that you carve out this time that's for pure love and goodness. And there's no other time during the week that you get that. Yeah, we spend our time in the Word. We spend our time in prayer. But to be able to join with other people and step into God's holy presence I love that, and that's what church is to me. And anyone that asks me about church, that's what I tell them. Ooh, I love church, because what other time in our lives do we dedicate to pure goodness? And interestingly enough, in the month of June, we have been talking about virtues. Now, virtue, I had to actually look up the word virtue, it was one of those words that you think you know what it means, but if someone came up and asked me what it meant, I wasn't sure that I would really be able to know how to answer it. So I looked it up. I'm super glad I did. One of the definitions of virtue, moral excellence, goodness, and righteousness. So we've been talking about virtues as a Christian, we're talking about pursuing a life of moral excellence, goodness, and righteousness. Luke shared with us the virtue of wisdom. Irene talked with us about the virtue of courage. And today we're going to talk about the virtue of kindness. And I actually love kindness. It's one of my favorite things. And kindness is actually important for a variety of reasons. One is God says so. God tells us that kindness is important. In Paul, in his letter to the Colossians, he states, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. He tells us we have to put on kindness. And I think there's a reason for that. And one of the big reasons is that we are, we're actually judged by our kindness in the world. I, it's kind of an interesting thing to me. How does the world know the code of conduct that we're supposed to live by? Sometimes I think they know it better than we do, but we are judged by our kindness. We're a reflection of Christ in the world, and kindness is one of the ways that people look at us. And they will know one of the most common things I hear about why people don't like to go to church is because they think Christians are hypocrites. And it's because they're holding us to this standard. Now, in all fairness, Christians do it too. We actually judge each other by Christian standards and virtues as well. But when it comes to kindness, our kindness is very visible. It's one of those things that you actually can see. And one of the dominant ways that you see our kindness is in how we speak. And not only how can people see how you speak or actually hear how you speak, um, our kindness or lack of kindness is very visible in how we speak, not just of the person we're speaking to, 
but to people around us. Think about it, if you're in the grocery store and you're interacting with someone, how you are speaking to them, not only does that person see it, but all the people that are around that, they're gonna see whether you are kind or you're being unkind. I think in our work environment, I work at social services, and in that building, I could be talking to one person, but I don't know all the people around me that could actually be witnessing my kindness or lack of kindness. So we have to be very careful about that. Now, when it comes to Proverbs, Proverbs has a ton to say about how we speak. I counted it. Yesterday, I sat down and I counted it. Proverbs addresses kindness over 219 times. 219 references to how we speak. I don't know about you guys, but that must mean it's important, right? If you're going to mention it 219 times, how we speak is very important. And I think not just to others, in how we speak, but also in how we speak to one another within our families, within our relationships. Proverbs, it talks about gossip. It talks about revealing secrets. It talks about how not to start fights. It talks about when to speak and when not to speak. Interestingly enough, it also, and I always kind of struggled with this. I'm not a wife right now, but there's quite a few references to being a nagging wife. So, for anyone that wants to, any husband out there that wants to hold on to that, wisdom is also referred to as a she. So, do with that what you guys will, but uh, it is in there. Sorry. Um, but it does. It's important how we speak. And the thing, so most of Proverbs was written by Solomon. And as Luke shared with us, God asked Solomon, came to Solomon in dream, and told him he could ask for whatever he wanted. And Solomon, what he wanted was wisdom. He was young at the time, and he was a ruler over God's chosen people, and he wanted to know how to do what was right. And God was so pleased with that that he granted them him wisdom. So when we're looking at, at Proverbs, what we, we're looking at God's wisdom. And God was very clear in his wisdom about how we speak. Now, there's no way in the world that I could go into the whole 219 times. Oh, wait. Okay, it's oh, I'm cracking. Are you okay holding this? You guys hear the crackle? Huh? Oh, you guys are hearing my earrings? Oh. Dang it. <laughs> what about now? No crackle. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> Am I on? Say something. I Am I on? Okay, can, can you hear her? Now can you hear me? You can hear me with no crackle? Ooh, note to self. And anyone up here, do not wear earrings. In one ear. Okay. So thank you, whoever shared that. Thanks, Nate, for that. I appreciate that. Talk about kindness right there. So I'm not going to go into the whole 219 times that Solomon references kindness. I do, however, want to pay a little bit of attention to three, three verses that have meant a lot to me. And then I want to talk a little bit about how to be kind. 
because I don't know about you guys, but I, I am challenged by my mouth. It gets me in a lot of trouble. So applying kindness through how I speak is very important, and it's something that we have to address regularly. So three of my favorite verses. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth and the, and the kind word spoken in due season, how good it is. How many of us have had just the right word spoken to us at exactly the right time and it built us up? It brought us out of that place that we were in. I actually had it happen to me twice this morning. Two people came and they encouraged me. They said exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. Now, the thing is, is we don't actually know what the due season for the other person is. We don't know when that other person needs a good word, but God does. So our job is to be in the habit of always speaking kind and encouraging words so that we can be used by him in that moment when someone needs it. So we have to practice speaking kindness to others. Then it says, pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Not very many things make it through to our very soul, but pleasant words, according to God's word, he says, pleasant words are sweetness to the soul. And right now there is a ton of science backing the biblical truth that kindness is healthy. It's physically healthy, not just for you who give it, but when you receive it. Kindness is health. I put this other verse up here because as important as it is to look at how to be kind, it's also important that you pay attention to the things that get in your way of kindness. Do you see a man hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. What this says to me is I have to think before I speak. I can't speak too quickly. Most often, if you see kindness reflected in something that I've said, it's because I spoke too quickly. I didn't think. I jumped to a conclusion. I didn't hear the whole story out. I spoke too fast. And fortunately, God reminds us of that, that out of kindness, I, I just have to think before I speak. And that is a method of kindness. How do we do this? How do I don't know about, I already said it. My mouth gets me in a lot of trouble. I'm speaking words of kindness is something that I have to revisit constantly. I can't just go get a bottle of kindness, drink it, and I'm one and done. No, I have to do a lot to control my mouth. What I have to do, read, pray, and practice. Read, pray, practice. That's the only way that I can be kind to others through my speaking. Proverbs, for the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. There's no way around it. We have to stay in the word of God. We have to fill our hearts and minds constantly with the word of God. What you put in, is what you're going to put out. If you are not putting in the Word of God, you are not filling your mind and your soul and your heart, you are not going to be able to speak kindness into the world. 
There's just no way around it. It won't be there. You cannot put out what you have not put in. And as much as I love church, you guys already know that I do love church, um, it is not enough to sustain me on a daily basis. Once a week here at church, no, I need more help than that. So I have to constantly stay in the word of God. And then we have to pray. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Now, I know a lot of times these verses are actually used to like, help me, help me make the right decision, guide me in what to do. And me, I have to acknowledge my speaking. I have to acknowledge every part of me before God. I can't tell you guys how many times in prayer, especially when it comes to a difficult conversation I have to have with someone, I, I do not need to be left to my own devices. I have to acknowledge that before Christ, and I have to bring it to Him. I do not go by my own understanding. I don't trust it, especially not when it comes to matters of the heart and the words that we use. And we all see what's going on in the world out there. It is full of a ton of negativity, harsh words. There's enough out there to bring us down. And we as Christians, we have to offset that. But we can't do it on our own. We cannot lean on our own understanding. We have to turn to the kindness of God. Then we have to practice. Proverbs 7, 1 through 2. My son, keep my words and treasure my commands within you. Keep my commandments and live, and my law as the apple of your eye. So we have to read it, get in our, get in our soul, in our hearts, and in our mind. We have to pray about it. We have to bring it before God, and then we have to practice it. Practice, 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 and keep practicing all the time. Practice speaking kindness into another person. Pray about it and then put it into practice. It's not the easiest thing in the world. The world gives us a lot of circumstances to be unkind or to even withhold kindness, really. Um, we have to be super intentional, but it's important to God. We have to clothe ourselves with kindness. And through our kindness is where we are going to reach other people and call them in. We also have to exercise it for our families. We have to build each other up, and through our words is one of the ways that we do that. Now, we, we've been hitting virtues because we do as Christians want to pursue a life of moral excellence, goodness, and righteousness. That is, that's what we're all about. That is our pursuit for godly living. We've hit it again, wisdom, courage, and kindness. The beautiful thing, when you, if you really think about it, is Proverbs actually is an example of God's kindness. He gave us his word to guide us in what to do. Could you imagine a Christian walk without the word of God? What, what would we do if we didn't have the Bible? I don't even know. I, what, would sermon, what would preachers preach about? What, I, I can't even imagine. So, God is a beautiful example of kindness, and if we want to know how to do kindness even further, we read about Jesus, who he lived perfect kindness, and he constantly drew people to him through his kindness. And that's kind of, that's our job now. 
is to draw people in in our kindness through our words and how we speak and how we encourage others is going to be one of the ways that we do that. I want to encourage you to think about the virtues and the moral excellence and what you want, how you want to live your life and how you want to represent Jesus to the world. We need to make sure through our words that we are conveying the message that we want to, and words is one of the ways that we do that. Dawn and Jennifer are going to come up and close with us, but thank you for being willing to dedicate this time to pursuing a virtuous life. Thank you.